this is episode 58. This time on All Hazards. When somebody dials 911, it's the most important moment of their life. This is on a bigger scale. A new perspective at Cal OES. His 32-year career dedicated to public safety in Kern County is now expanding statewide. Oh my gosh, this is a disaster. His experiences and knowledge. We do not have enough firefighters to put in front of every house when these fires are rapidly spreading. Will help him guide the fire and rescue division into 2019 and beyond. Recent wildfires like the Erskine. It was literally the perfect storm. And the toll it takes on firefighters is just one of his concerns. That'll become a priority during his watch. What a firefighter sees every day is tragic. When it's in your own backyard, uh, it's exponentially worse. But it's not all tragedy in this edition. As a SoCal fire chief, he knew some celebrity citizens. He had that red, white, and blue guitar, didn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah. I knew where they were stored. Oh, you did? Yes. Hopefully they were never affected by fire. I'm Brian May, in for Sean Boyd, as host who's under the weather this week. We introduce you to new Cal OES leadership, Fire and Rescue Chief Brian Marshall, right now. All right, in the studio today is our brand new, fresh Cal OES Fire and Rescue Chief Brian Marshall, who was appointed by Governor Brown and recently retired from Kern County and joined Cal OES. Believe it or not, this week, the week of February 4th, is his first official week. Is that right? That's correct. Well, welcome. Thank you. Great to have you on board. It's great to be here. So how did you uh, decide to make that transition uh, to retire from Kern County 32 years? It wasn't a tough decision. No? It was something I wanted to do. Uh, I have served the citizens of Kern County for 32 years. This was an opportunity to serve the state of California and support our firefighters, uh, the mutual aid system, and really... Uh, just become more engaged in the world of fire and rescue. We, I say we, I mean our Office of Public Information uh, became familiar with you back on the Erskine fire. We uh, met with you then, uh, did a quick, I think, interview with you. We did a, even a quick little podcast with you, although you didn't know it at the time. It was uh, <laughs> part of an interview for a video story that we were working on, but we turned it into a portion of a podcast. Uh, so technically, whether you knew it or not, this is your second time. Perfect. Here with all hazards. Perfect. <laughs> First time in-house, though. It's good to have you. So what was the hardest thing about, uh, I know you said it wasn't a difficult thing, but what was the hardest thing about um, leaving a job that you had been with for such a long period of time? Well, I grew up in the Kern County Fire Department. Uh, my father was a firefighter for 28 years. So as a child, uh, I grew up wanting to be a Kern County firefighter. Mm -hmm. And I accomplished that dream. I spent the last seven years as the fire chief and we did amazing things in Kern County. When this opportunity came up, uh, I really took a look at where I was and what I could do in the future uh, with Cal OES. 
And it became a very easy decision, not easy in the way uh, of leaving something you love and you were so passionate about, but I wanted to contribute to the greater good. And serving our citizens has been what it's all about. And now I get to serve everybody in the state of California. You just expanded your horizons and, and all those people that benefit from 32 plus years in, you know, fire and, and rescue. And now here you are leading the state's team. Yes. This gives you the opportunity to serve the entire state. Serve our entire state, uh, whether it be the, the local government fire agencies that are on the front lines every day doing their job. But ultimately, as I've said, as, a, as the fire chief for the last seven years with Kern County, when somebody dials 911, it's the most important moment of their life. This is on a bigger scale. This is uh, jurisdictions, cities, counties uh, calling for help. And the mutual aid system that Cal OES supports and manages, uh, it's very important to me. I was a big participant in that system when I was the Kern County Fire Chief. So this just allows me to do so much more. I bet you know a lot of people from around the state, not just down in Kern County, because of that mutual aid system. The entire state operates as one. And when fire departments, uh, emergency managers uh, come to OES, to come to California from out of state, out of region, uh, you know, they're coming because we have a system that works. And that system benefits every citizen in the state of California. So you happen to notice that the position was opening. And that's really what sparked that interest in you right away. Well, the man I'm replacing, Chief Kim Zagaris, uh, we have a really good friendship. We serve on the board of directors of Firescope, and I was aware he was retiring. And it uh, became a discussion point. And I want to make sure the system continues the way Chief Zagaris has set it up. And it just was a series of dominoes that fell. Mm -hmm. And when the question came, there was no hesitation. Raised your hand, yes. Yes, all in. You mentioned about trying to keep things on track the way that uh, Chief Zagaris has, has laid it out. Right now, what are sort of the top, let's say, the top three goals that you have? Have you had a chance to even think about that yet? I know you've been very busy trying to make that transition, but what about, let's say, the top three things that, that you think are priorities for you? We'll get back to Sean's conversation with the new Cal OES Fire Chief, Brian Marshall, in just a moment. On the way, Chief Marshall will talk about his top three priorities coming into Cal OES, as well as his take on climate change and its effect on wildfires. He experienced that and more with the Erskine fire. It was literally the perfect storm. What does he mean by that? And what's shaping his list of priorities? What a firefighter sees every day is tragic. When it's in your own backyard, uh, it's exponentially worse. That's one clue. Let's get back to Sean's conversation with Cal OES Fire Chief Brian Marshall. Let's say the top three things that, that you think are priorities for you. Well, I think we need to continue with the climate change and what it is doing to the California Fire Service in the terms of fire season, 
it never ends. The fires we're seeing, and I saw it in the Erskine fires you mentioned, that was the most destructive fire in Kern County's history. And as the fire chief, it was, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. We are seeing these type of disasters all over the state of California. And my priority is to make sure the agencies that are responding, the jurisdictions that are responsible, have the men and women of the California Fire Service coming to help them. Because ultimately, when you have thousands of homes uh, totally destroyed by a wildland fire, when you have uh, people killed in a wildland fire, this is just, it's tragedy. And I want to do everything to support our partner agencies as, um, you know, this upcoming fire season. And, and, and hopefully we get through this. Uh, so that's kind of the, the number one goal. Tied in with that, uh, evacuations, that becomes a hot topic right now. And, you know, I get to bring what I learned in my jurisdiction because not only did I serve as the fire chief, but I was the director of emergency services in Kern County. Okay. So kind of had that uh, dual role. So I understand evacuation very well. I believe in it. And I think if we can work through this as uh, an organization and get, you uh, get the right programs in place to evacuate our citizens in the event of a wildland fire or whatever disaster we're facing, we'll be much better off. And, and tied in with that is the preparedness for the individual. That's just one thing that we have to keep preaching every day. You have to be prepared. We do not have enough firefighters to put in front of every house when these fires are rapidly spreading in their initial stages. And that's a fact. Uh, and, you know, law enforcement says the same thing. Listen, we can't be everywhere all of the time. We don't have the the manpower to, to be right. out there everywhere. So you need to have your own protection plan. That's and, correct. And obviously with fire, same goes. That's correct. And, uh, you know, you when we talk about fire and law enforcement and all the other departments that make up the agency of California OES and, you know, all the, the local government agencies, Director Gillarducci is, you know, one team, one fight. And I truly believe in that. So what would you tell local fire chiefs around the state of California? What, what would you want them to know, not only about you, but if you had to give them some, some advice or some heads up or whatever, what would you tell those local fire chiefs around the state of California? What I would tell our local fire chiefs, and again, I, I retired three days ago, and then I'm at, at work now that I believe in the system that we have, this mutual aid system. And I am here to support our local government fire departments, whether they need help or where they're uh, responding to emergencies. The Fire and Rescue Division of OES is here to help you. The one thing, too, that I'm I'm curious about, not not just from your point of view, although it is important to know as a property owner who lives on some fairly rural property, I have a lot of oak trees, but there are some there are some hurdles to creating my defensible space. It takes almost an act of Congress to get me the ability to clear my property of some of these really nice oak trees. I see that as a challenge to homeowners who want to do the right thing 
who want to clear their property, create that defensible space, but have to face their local governments and argue with them about the importance of getting that done. What would you say to those local fire chiefs? Is there something, or the homeowners themselves, about the importance of getting that done? And maybe there's something that could be done to facilitate that. Well, I think the understanding of a homeowner is this defensible space, this preparing your home for a wildland fire, one, it's 365 days a year. It's just not one shot where you go out and rake the leaves, mow the yard. It is 365 days a year. This defensible space allows our firefighters to protect your home and save it from a wildland fire. What I would say to our local fire chiefs, we are the insurance. We allow people to go sleep at night and sleep soundly because they know the fire department's there. OES is here to support our local government fire chiefs. And one of the things, it's a partnership. And it's a partnership with OES, our local government fire chiefs, and ultimately our citizens. If we can communicate what's best for everybody, then we'll be successful. What do you see as the top challenges for your new department? Well, obviously, this fire season that we're facing And then we have the flood season. That makes it a year-round battle. And that becomes very difficult on our local government fire departments because there's no break. It is fire season, it's flood season, and then we're in fire season again. That's a challenge for all of the fire agencies across California as we continue to battle these blazes. And then right after the smoke clears, we're having a rain event, which is flooding, which is destroying even more houses. So the challenges to California firefighters and uh, the Fire and Rescue Division of OES is there's just no break. Tell me a little bit about, if you would, what you remember about the Erskine fire. Uh, happened right there in your backyard. I remember a lot of wind. The Erskine fire occurred at the base of Cook's Peak in the Kern River Valley. And that is a common, if you will, uh, fire that occurs in Kern County. Every few years, uh, we have the Cook's Peak fire. When that call came in, I was sitting at my desk. I heard the call and I knew the tactics and strategy that would be employed. And I was hoping probably around nightfall, uh, maybe as late as 10 o'clock, we would have lines around the fire and have it contained. Let me take a step back drought. We had been in a drought for a very long time. And this was in 2016. So let's the summer, July. Summer, July of 2016. We had been in a drought, but the previous winter, we had a lot of rain and rain grows the annual grasses. So we had a large amount of ground fuels and then the brush and the trees, they were all dead. It had been hot. It had been dry. And Now it was windy. It was literally the perfect storm where that fire started and where it ultimately ended up. Purely a wind-driven event that had a series of factors that made it extremely devastating. As I listened to the first arriving firefighters, and they're fighting fire in their their own backyard. That's where they live. Mm -hmm. The spread of the fire, you could hear it in the incident commander's voice. You could tell this wasn't a normal, typical fire. 
And soon after the initial alarm, the fire was spotting in uh, housing developments and then houses were involved. And it was like, no, this is not normal. And before that night was over, you know, over 200 homes were uh, totally lost. Uh, More would be lost in the next day. Uh, The fire moved so fast that we couldn't stay in front of it. Uh, We had challenges with uh, the AT&T phone site and cell phone service uh, being destroyed in the initial stages of the fire. That made our evacuation process more challenging Mm. uh, because we relied on uh, phone lines and cell phone lines and it was the infrastructure was burning up so it became challenging on so many fronts again uh, as uh, as the local government fire chief i called cal oes i called chief sagaris and said chief we have a big problem in kern county and we're going to need help Mm. and oes responded to my request for assistance. When that fire was finally contained, uh, nearly 300 homes destroyed, two people lost their lives in the fire. One of my firefighters who was on the front lines, his house burned down as he's saving people and saving structures. So it was a very emotional event for the Kern County Fire Department and the Kern River Valley. But I believe that you need to learn Uh, from your incidents. And we spent a lot of time as an organization making sure we were doing the right things, tweaking the way we did business to, to be better. So what did you learn? We'll continue our conversation with Chief Marshall in a minute. He'll talk more about what he learned during the Battle of the Erskine Fire, one of the most destructive fires in California history. As a Kern County resident, he shared a town with legendary musicians. He had that red, white, and blue guitar, didn't he? Yes, yes. I knew where they were stored. Oh, you did? Yes. Hopefully they were never affected by fire. It was the kind of fire that shocked even the most seasoned veterans. PTSD was and is a real issue. Brian Marshall continues. We learned that you have to have plan B because plan A doesn't always work. And in this case, like I said, the evacuation systems we had in place were being destroyed as the fire moved. So you have to have backup systems. And this has been true with all the wildland fires in California. The movement of resources across the county, Kern County is over 8,000 square miles. So moving resources to your problem, doing it better, doing it faster, pulling the trigger to make sure you have the resources there for the firefighters to save houses, to save lives. And that comes from experience, though, too, doesn't it? Knowing, I mean, it's kind of that gut feeling, that instinct. Yes, it, it, it's definitely that gut in, instinct of our incident commanders and our executive staff. But we, we learned and we do things better now. Uh, not that we didn't do them good then, we just do it better now. Mm-hmm. One of the things we, we've put into place also is, you know, the ability to check on our, our firefighters. Again, we were fighting fire in our own backyard, and that is a very difficult situation for firefighters. Things that we're doing now in the, uh, the Kern County Fire Department is, you know, mental health of our of our firefighters, the behavioral health, because what a firefighter sees every day is tragic. 
when it's in your own backyard, uh, it's exponentially worse. So there's a lot of things that we're doing in the Kern County Fire Department, and it's in fire departments across California that we're taking care of our firefighters. I've heard that from others uh, that I've spoken with about, you know, trying to set aside that very strong-minded, strong-willed, sort of macho firefighter instinct and getting those folks who could be suffering and may or may not know it from some kind of stress, PTSD, if you will, and getting them to open up and talk about it and hopefully realize that some discussion may be needed in more depth. Yes, and that's a very important part of uh, the nation's fire service, Uh, not only the behavioral health, but cancer prevention. Uh, We're really looking uh, uh, after our firefighters. And when you look at a 30-year-plus career of a firefighter, the investment that you do from day one until they retire, uh, the return on investment is so much. And getting a firefighter and their family, because it's a family in the fire service, making sure the family's taken care of also. And you never know when a family is going to be affected. Uh, firefighters are off duty. And I know I had firefighters uh, at the Las Vegas mass shooting. Oh, yeah. And you never know where your firefighters are going to be mm-hmm. at any given time and how they're going to be affected by some sort of incident. And you have to be able to take care of them. You have to be ready. Okay, so I'm going to lighten the mood here. The last question that I'm going to ask you, actually, technically, I have two more questions, but this one is the last official question. And I like to ask this because I think it lends a little bit of insight into the person. What music do you have on your phone right now? Well, I have a brand new phone, so it's not loaded up. <laughs> I'm not talking it. about that phone. I'm talking about your personal phone. <laughs> your, okay, so your your iPad or iPod or MP3. What, what do you have? Uh, I'll tell you what. I retired last Friday, yeah. and I turned on uh, turned in all of my uh, IT stuff. Oh yes. So now I'm starting from scratch. So okay, so I we're have, gonna I have the standard playlist <laughs> for the California Office of Emergency <laughs> Services. There you go. All right. Okay, but we got to help you start building your playlist now because when you've got some of these long drives that you're going to be making, you're going to need to listen to something on the way. You can't just listen to your fellow firefighters jabbering the whole time. You oh, have correct. to put on some music. So correct. so what are the first three bands or musicians that you're going to put on your playlist? So I come from Kern County, okay. country western. <laughs> I love the way you set that up. So, you know, the the classics, Garth Brooks, oh, yeah. George Strait, yeah. you know, th- those type of people that, uh, you know, I've listened to all my life. Yeah. So country western, Buck yeah. Owens. Oh, classic. Classic. Very classic. Yeah, because down there, there's the Bakersfield, right? Down yes. in that area, the Bakersfield. What was it called? I'm trying to remember. There was a club down there that was owned by a very famous musician. Who am I forgetting? Who is that guy? Buck Owens owned the Crystal Palace. Okay. In downtown Bakersfield. Okay. Awesome place to eat. Awesome place to listen to music, have live bands. Hmm. Uh, awesome place to be, but okay. a lot of country music came out of yeah. Kern County. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Buck Owens, great guitar player. He had that red, white, and blue guitar, didn't he? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I knew where they were stored. Oh, you did? Yes. Hopefully they were never affected by fires. No, no, not at all. The building, the original building still stands today. And we just lost him recently, didn't we? Yes. A few years ago, Buck Owens passed away, but, uh, you know, his, his sound lives on. Yes, it does. Always will. So my last question, is there anything else that you want to say? Something that you want to make sure the folks know either about you, about the direction you're taking fire and rescue or anything at all? Well, I believe it's a team effort. Uh, uh, again, it's uh, Cal OES, it's the California Fire Service, it's the public. We all are in this together, whether it be a wildland fire, uh, an earthquake, a major um, power outage, floods, we're all in this together. And we want to come out of uh, any emergency, uh, hopefully unscathed. And it's all about preparation, whether it's the public at home, whether our firefighters with their training and equipment, um, OES being able to mobilize these resources to get help. It's, as, as I mentioned, Director Gillarducci, one team, one fight. Yes, indeed. All right. Cal OES's brand new, fresh-faced, newly retired from Kern County, Fire and Rescue Chief Brian Marshall. Brian, welcome aboard. Thank you very and much. thanks for your time. Thank you. Best of luck to you. Our thanks to Chief Marshall for taking the time out of his very busy first few days at OES to join us in the broadcast studio. Chief, we're looking forward to working with you. And thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to take a listen. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to All Hazards. You can do it at the iTunes Store and Google Play. If you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email to questions at caloes.ca.gov. For everyone here at Cal OES, I'm Brian May in for Sean Boyd. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to the Cal OES All Hazards Podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast page where you can find past episodes along with show notes and links. And give us a social shout out. Tell others about us on Twitter and Facebook. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you.